the volume. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weatherpeak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for for complete terms. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. This is Prime Cuts, the best of the Colin Coward podcast. Cowboy insider Matt Mosley dissects the Cowboys, win without Dak. New York Times bestselling author Lars Anderson discusses his new book, A Season in the Sun, about Brady and the Bucks Super Bowl run. It's really, really funny. Great behind-the-scenes stories. As always, Action Network's Chad Millman, best bet to week nine. First, my top takes of the week. First of all, it's remarkable to me that People struggle with stuff that they experience in their own life. You've dated people in your life, perhaps married. You're both good people. And the fit eventually just doesn't work. You know that fit matters. You've worked at companies. You're talented enough. It's not a terrible company. The fit doesn't work. But yet, when I suggested that OBJ was just a bad fit with a young Baker Mayfield, I'm not blaming anybody. People thought it was a hot take. It's not a hot take. They don't fit. And the data suggests they have never fit. You know, I'll I'll give you a great example. A show that most of us have watched, Saturday Night Live. Larry David, really a comedic genius, helps create Seinfeld, does create Curb Your Enthusiasm, two of the more iconic seminal comedy shows of my lifetime. He quit after a year on Saturday Night live because he only got one sketch on the show. He was a bust. 
Robert Downey Jr. lasted a season. Sarah Silverman didn't work. Ben Stiller lasted four episodes. Yet there have been kind of hacky comedians who do impressions that are big hits on Saturday Night Live. You have to have the right comedic fit to work on that show. That's OBJ. OBJ was a, at the time he moved to Cleveland, was a big star. Supermodels in hotel rooms in Paris, New York Giants, houses in Hollywood. And I had talked to him. I remember where I was standing in Park City, Utah when he called me and we, we talked during FaceTime. He didn't want to go to Cleveland. He had no interest in Cleveland. He had told me the places he was interested in. And then like three weeks later, he ended up in Cleveland. It, the, we just knew it just wasn't the right fit. Baker wasn't the right fit. And I'm always surprised when, you know, people bristle at that suggestion. We've all had relationships. We've all worked at companies. It just doesn't work. And for OBJ, it never, ever, ever, all the data tells you, Baker literally this year has a 50% completion rate when targeting OBJ and a 72 passer rating when targeting OBJ, the lowest of any receiver on the Browns roster. As Belichick says, it's not about collecting talent. It's about building a team. The Miami Dolphins are taking some heat for allowing the Deshaun Watson trade rumors to go public and in the process, perhaps damage Tua's confidence. Something to remember about this is that when you get into a negotiation with somebody, there's agents involved on both sides. There's players on both sides. There's owners. There's GMs. It's hard to keep things quiet. The leaks were never coming from the Miami Dolphins. They had nothing that they could have won with any of that information going public. The information was coming from Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. They were trying to create a larger market for Deshaun Watson. And so the Dolphins, I think, started understanding they were negotiating against themselves in the last two weeks. And that gave the Dolphins a lot more leverage. In fact, according to multiple reports, the Dolphins went from having to give up three or four first round picks and three players to three first round picks and just two players. Why? Because there was nobody else in the bidding. So the Texans for the last month have been trying to create a market for Deshaun Watson. How? Leak that the Dolphins are interested. Leak that Carolina is interested. So that's first. You can't blame the Dolphins because somebody else leaks a story. The second thing to realize is if Tua can't overcome rumors, he's not built to be a Super Bowl champion quarterback. If, if press clippings and rumors of other players coming to your team threatens you or erodes your confidence, you're not the guy. Okay, if anything, that sort of stuff should put a massive chip on the shoulder of Tua, who came from a profoundly dominant high school program, a profoundly dominant college program. It's been kind of easy in terms of supporting cast. He probably needs a little chip on his shoulder. This is the first time he hasn't had significantly better players around him, and his teammates did not vote him captain. So obviously, from a leadership standpoint, He's not clicking with teammates. Don't blame teams if stuff gets out. Agents love salaries and their clients on the market getting out. 
it drums up business. He's a New York Times bestselling author of 12 books, A Season in the Sun, the inside story of Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, and the making of a champion. And I, Lars Anderson had previously written a book, co-authored with Bruce Arians three or four years ago called The Quarterback Whisper. And so what I find interesting is the relationship, Lars, that you have with Bruce. And we were talking as we were preparing for this interview today that if you wrote the story of this season, it's ludicrous. Uh, Brady misses out on 1,500 snaps. We're in a pandemic. Uh, he walks into a house of a stranger looking for Byron Leftwich. <laughs> um, he's, doing, he's doing high school practice. Uh, he creates practices at a high school football field that a local affiliate gets uh, on video from a helicopter. Uh, I'm not sure he got in trouble with that or not. The whole thing was sort of make it up as they go. And I wondered when, with your relationship with Bruce Arians, when it was all said and done, was even Bruce a little surprised? I mean, it, it looked so chaotic on that Thursday night in Chicago. Uh, it was like almost duct taping things together week to week with your relationship with Bruce when it was all over. A little surprised, a scale of one to ten, a three. I mean, it, it is almost a ludicrous, hard to believe script in what happened. Yeah, uh, especially one with how the season started uh, going into New Orleans and getting thumped and Tom throws a pick six and throws another interception and and then Bruce uh, publicly criticizes Tom and uh, everybody is already like, oh, uh, in the national media, the the marriage is over. It's dead. <laughs> and uh, and then when they're seven and five going into the bye, there were uh, some pundits who uh, were calling for Bruce's job saying, hey, uh, this isn't working. Uh, the, the Bruce Arians offense and the Tom Brady offense absolutely not working but um you know they kept grinding away and eventually uh as i said on your show the other day and thank you for having me on and uh your show and and thank you for having me on your podcast colin uh you've been a huge advocate for this book i yeah. really appreciate it i you really bet. appreciate it um uh you know they had a, a melding of uh of uh tom's preferred offense and and ba's offense um now, could Bruce have envisioned that they were going to be this good this fast? No. Uh, when they were seven and five, you know what Bruce was thinking? We're going to start preparing for next year. We're going to use these last games of the season to get ready for next year. He did not think he was going to click as quick as it did. And, you know, he didn't say that publicly, but that's what he was thinking privately. That's what he was saying to Jason Light. The, the general manager is like, hey, we're, we're one year away. But, you know, when he was recruiting Tom and then Tom uh, signs, one of the first things that Bruce said to Tom was, we are really good, but our players don't know it because of this culture of losing. And, uh, in, in, you know, Jameis Winston the previous year, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, 
uh, you know, in, in, in I, I, the, the last throw of Jameis's career uh, for Tampa was was a pick six in the shortest overtime game in the history of the NFL. And afterward, you could just see the exasperation on Bruce's face when he when he just said, you know, Jameis does so many great things, but he also does so many terrible things. And so Bruce knew in his own mind, he didn't share this with his assistant, that he had to move on from Jameis. And really who they were targeting was Teddy Bridgewater. They thought uh, Bridgewater is going to be our guy. He's, he's from Florida. He'll, he'll want to come back home. And, uh, and then slowly uh, they get word that, that Brady could be interested. And if you remember at the NFL Combine, so this is pre-pandemic, yeah. uh, all the coaches get their, their time up at the microphone, right, and uh, in front of the national media. And Bruce is asked, hey, who do, you, who, do you want, who do you want to be your quarterback? And he just said, Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, and he had no idea. But you know what he was doing? He was sending a message that went all the way up to uh, New England and and through the uh, the big iron gates of, of Tom's mansion, letting Tom know and Tom's agent Don Lee, we want Tom. You know, that's interesting. The 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 ghost of Belichick, as I read the book, uh, you can kind of feel it in the pages is that um, every great coach, Lars, has a weakness. And with Belichick, I think it's often with skill people. He's a defensive coach. He's missed on a lot of wide receivers in the league, in college. Uh, he struggled with tight end drafts, uh, running back drafts, very hit and miss. Um, and I could make the argument that he missed on Brady, that he thought it was about Tom aging, and it was really – a lack of self-reflection, that he had created such a poor group of skill people. Um, as I read the book, I, I, I wonder deep down when you did this book and talked to Tom, and Tom has the proverbial chip on the shoulder, but I wonder when Tom at some point in New England realized we just can't draft receivers. Even now, with the 200, 300 million in free agency, it still remains the weakest receiving core in the league. So even when acquiring Mohamed Sanu for a second or third round pick, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bort, he's still not good at it. They still have nobody that separates. Do you think, you know, in your book, Tom makes the decision about a year out? But I wonder if he was having questions before that. I do. Uh, and, and look, Tom didn't dig deep on this with me, and uh, and, and it wasn't like I spent a ton amount of time with Tom for this book, but pretty much everybody around him. Uh, I think, Colin, it can be distilled into something very simple. He did not feel appreciated by his boss. If, if it's me, right, you know, I want to be appreciated by my editors. Even Colin Cowherd, as successful as you are, you want to be appreciated right. for your job. And Tom did not feel appreciated. Uh, he would, he, uh, Belichick, who acts as the de facto GM, yeah. wouldn't give him the contract extension. And, um, you know, I, Belichick in Tom's mind was, was ready to move on. 
And uh, in, in, you know, Tom's last throw, ironically enough, uh, I said Jameis Winston's last throw was a pick six. Tom's last throw as a Patriot was a pick six. And uh, as I mentioned uh, to you when we did the show, that Clyde Christensen and uh, and Jason Light and Bruce, they went back and analyzed every single throw that Tom made uh, uh, the previous two seasons. And they realized he, he still got it. He still got it. And eventually they put a radar gun on him, still got the same velocity that he had uh, in the prime of what we thought would be the prime of his athletic career. And they was uh, the the conclusion that they came to is just just what you said didn't have the weapons around him. So why does Tampa become so appealing? Well, for starters, they got Chris Godwin, they got Mike Evans, they got OJ Howard. They have a, a young, uh, really good offensive line. There was no promises that they were going to draft uh, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa, but he becomes maybe the best uh, tackle in the in the best young tackle in the league. They certainly hit the ballpark out of that with, with him. And, uh, and then also a, a young, aggressive defense and uh, a talented defense. And it, it took Tom to come in. And, and this is what the, the mandate from Bruce was. You, can, you need to make them know that they're good. And what did they I mean? But Tom just walking into the building changed everything. And there's this one scene that I think is so powerful. It is when Tom and the players are out on the practice field for the first time. And it's just the trainers who can be out on the field. The, the coaching staff uh, is up on the second floor. Uh, there's a floor to ceiling windows. And they are all basically like have their noses pressed to the window. Right. It's like they're at the zoo trying to trying to trying to trying to look, uh, trying to find, you know, the the the, the most incredible animal. Right. At, at, uh, in, in the uh, in, in the cage or whatever. And then Tom Brady walks out and uh, they're just like, oh, my God, he's really here. Oh, my God, he's really here. And even in that first practice, you could see uh, linemen. If they uh, missed a block, oh, sorry, Tom, not going to happen again. Sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Wide receiver drops the ball. Tom, not going to happen again. Not going to happen again. So what, what I'm trying to say is nobody wanted to disappoint Tom because of his track record, his background, and the immense respect that uh, everyone had for him. And, and, and imagine how hard it is for Tom to come into a situation to be sort of the leader of the team. And he organized those offseason, uh, those workouts at that, uh, yep. at that high school uh, with Rob uh, Gronkowski coming. And, and um, you know, he would, he, he was very demanding, but in, he didn't really have a personal relationship with many of the guys, but suddenly you had DBs showing up because they wanted to be there. You had offensive linemen showing up. I mean, traveling across the country to be there. And it's all because of the respect for Tom. And, and truly, one person changed the entire culture, the entire focus of the organization. Interestingly, speaking of relationships, Tom Brady and Antonio Brown have a, I would imagine the most, a surprisingly close relationship. Yeah. I mean, uh, when it was uh, Tom was constantly going into the offices of, of B.A. 
and Jason Light, again, the general manager, saying, we got to sign Antonio. We got to sign Antonio. Got to sign Antonio. And uh, he kind of just wore them out. And uh, so finally, they call Antonio in after some of his legal stuff uh, had been resolved. Uh, they get him into the building and, uh, and Antonio said all the right things. And um, and so Bruce and Jason decide to take a chance. And again, this is almost like more blind faith in Tom. And I don't want to overstate that Tom played this role of general of assistant general manager, but he certainly impacted the influence or impacted uh, the decisions that Jason Jason Light ultimately made. And then you know when Antonio flies into Tampa, he doesn't know anybody in Tampa, so Tom actually picks him up at the airport. Who picks up people at the airport these days, Colin? <laughs> and, and then, uh, you know, uh, Tom was living in, in Derek Jeter's mansion, uh, the, the biggest house in Tampa. He uh, recently sold or Jeter recently sold it, but he and Giselle uh, lived there last year. And, and Antonio uh, Brown stayed with them for, for uh, a week or two. And just uh, the two would go over the playbook together. And now... Uh, well, you just go back to last season, how important Antonio Brown became to that team. And I think uh, I know he's hurt right now, but moving forward this year, Antonio Brown is going to be an immensely important player uh, for Tampa Bay. During the pandemic, uh, some teams, even this year, the Colts struggled with it. Tampa never did. Um, there must have been messaging in your book, I think, with the COVID the first year. So that respect Tom brings into the table, I think, had great influence. Nobody's going to disrupt a game or a practice for Tom. But if you go back and remember, a lot of teams, there were many disruptions. And if I recall, the Buccaneers didn't have any COVID disruptions in, in a region, by the way, which was pushing back on some mandates and some vaccines. It, it, take me to that process, because I think sometimes we're, we're removed from that now. But boy, that that year we had games moved and canceled, Lars. Absolutely, and um, I mean it started with Bruce, right? And and I'll try to keep the language. Sure, uh, I, this is uh, a podcast. Fire away. <laughs> I, I, I okay. I, I'll try to keep it as clean as possible. All right, but uh, first first staff meeting Bruce has with his coaches. Tom Moore is Bruce's top lieutenant. Yeah. 82 years old. Yep. Uh, former, uh, I think he was either quarterback's coach with Bruce uh, when they were at Indy together. Tom's a great guy. Uh, and he's he's got so much knowledge, so many great stories. And uh, Bruce essentially said, if any of you MFs, talking to all the coaches, get me or Tom sick, I've got a gun. I'm going to shoot you in the knees. <laughs> okay. So it started with that. And then Rob Gronkowski signs and Bruce has, uh, he had his reservations about Rob. Party Rob. Time. Yeah. Because, because when Bruce was calling games uh, for CBS, he did a Patriots game and he just, he saw that Rob one couldn't get any separation he had like all this body armor on. Yeah. He looked to Bruce like a broken player. Sure. And uh, in in uh, in retrospect, it was Jason Light 
and Bruce just taking Tom Brady's word on blind faith that Rob can still play because they didn't get a chance to work him out. Nothing. They but so they sign Rob first day that uh, Rob comes into the building at one buck place. <laughs> this is one of my favorite stories in the entire book. There's signs everywhere outside of the elevator in the elevator. It says one person at a time in the elevator. And the coach's offices, again, are on the second floor. Rob is in the uh, in the elevator with a Bucks employee. The two come up, doors open. Who's standing right there but Bruce? And Bruce is just like, you stupid motherfucker. And he is just going off on Rob. <laughs> Can't you read a fucking sign? Don't you know what the fuck this says? Pardon my language, but I'm just telling sure. you exactly what happened. And uh, Rob being so Bruce goes on and on and on. And uh, in and after uh, after Bruce is done with his diatribe, Rob gives this sort of, uh, you know, a goofy smile and says, nice to meet you, coach. <laughs> This week marks the halfway point to the NFL season. There is a big Sunday afternoon matchup. Packers-Kansas City. FanDuel Sportsbook. About to make it even bigger. They're giving new customers 30 to 1 odds on either team to win. You can win $150 on a $5 bet. The current line is Packers plus 7.5. I trust Jordan Love to keep it close. I don't think Kansas City's that good. I would take the Packers plus 7.5. I even think Aaron Jones will rush for over 100 yards. The number one rated sportsbook app, it's FanDuel. Sign up now, promo code Colin. Packers take on Kansas City. Win 150 on a $5 bet. Use the promo code Colin exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I like the Packers, and I like Aaron Jones to have a big Sunday. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook, FanDuel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your head. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, now I bring in my buddy covered the Cowboys for a long time. Matt Mosley, also part of the volume. He is a regular at the volume. He is our cowboy source, and he makes me laugh. So I'm going to say something, and I'm going to sound like some damn troll. I couldn't tell the difference between Cooper Rush and Kirk Cousins, and I'm not joking. If you would have never... If you would have never watched an NFL game and said, who's the starter and who's the backup, I'm not joking. I really felt that. Am I nuts? <laughs> well, I I would, I would think something, the Cowboys defense had something to do with what happened to Cousins. He has his moments. I, I think you said it. I think I saw it on Twitter. You said something about Parsons. We probably need to talk about Parsons at some point because oh, God. he was unbelievable. He was really good against the Chargers early this season. And he was great in this game and he took it over. I I think this is a game that people that may be um, Vikings fans that aren't Zimmer fans. And I'm a big Zimmer fan and I've known him for a long time. I like him, too. I, I think Mike is going to take this one personally. Uh, I, I think I think the, the fact that they were able to get this thing done was rushing. It's not like they got like a ton. I mean, I, I thought um, Zeke made a great play late in the game. Yes, I thought that was that was I thought. Yeah, I mean, now, I mean, listen, this is why you pay him a lot of money. Zeke's a great player. That's a Dalvin Cook moment. That's Mm -hmm. a Zeke moment. There's about three guys, Nick Chubb, maybe. But you know what? You know, beyond Micah Parsons, I think Randy Gregory has been really, really disruptive for the Cowboys uh, opposing offensive lines. This is one of these years, Matt. 
And this is the way it works a lot of times in the NFL. It's not a dynasty league, despite what the Patriots have done. To, to win big in this league, this was Tampa last year. You needed about six guys to have career years. And Randy Gregory's having a career year. He's playing great. Yeah, think about the fact that their best, supposedly their best defender, Demarcus Lawrence, has not stepped foot on the field yet. They survived this game. Think, I mean, I, I was having visions early of the nooch, the great uh, Ben DiNucci on a Sunday night. And I thought, oh, this is not going to go well. And, and they kind of hung in there, hung in there. This will be another one. You know, I've told you before when I think the Joneses, like a win means so much to them, the Jones family. This is enormous for them because it's one of the first times ever that they've, that they've been that compromised and they've gotten a win, whether it was with Dalton, Danucci, all these people they've had, Brad Johnson in the past, Brandon Whedon. Yeah. These things have not gone their way. But to your point on Gregory, this is a game. You know where they won this game um, is there are a few areas, but one was that drive where all that craziness happened to them, where a stupid uh, call on Gregory when literally he hits a guy that's still in bounds. Okay, that's a bad that's yeah. a bad call. The other one, he kind of shoved a guy and the guy fell down. I mean, there was some real crazy uh, calls. I think there were three unnecessary roughness calls on that one drive, and they still held them to a field goal with like three and a half minutes left. And then you need Cooper Rush to take you down the field, and he somehow gets it done. I mean, that, that's the kind of win that they they really haven't had in the past. And and they got it with a – this is not even a Dalton-level quarterback. I mean, I, I know we'll have a lot of fun with this, and his family was there. And I think it is funny and maybe kind of true what you said. Cousins is just kind of the, – the where they look the same is – quarterbacks like that love to unleash throws off their back foot. And that's what like cousins at some point has just decided I've got this incredible arm. I can do whatever I need to do. And he just got exposed throughout a lot of that game. You know, we, I've been talking about this, Matt, what's happening in the NFL is a good quarterback is no longer good enough. This is where Brady talks about it's a skills competition. Now, Tom had a terrible day and it happens. I mean, it, the great one, Tom, Tom hasn't had a perfect season yet. I mean, he, he had a stinker, two stinkers last year. He had a stinker. He had three stinkers last year. He had a stinker today. But I, I will say this. Kirk Cousins is good, but that's just not good enough, especially in a division. If you start looking at the NFC, McVay Stafford. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, LaFleur. Okay, Brady Arians. Those are great quarterbacks with offensive head coaches. So you give Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer, who's conservative by nature. And that's the difference to me, Matt, is that if the NFC is not as deep as the AFC, I mean, New Orleans right now, to me, <laughs> I mean, if Jameis stays healthy, I think they're a leading wild card team. I mean, look around. Washington's a dud. Minnesota's a dud. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I think Kirk Cousins with McVeigh or Kirk Cousins with LaFleur would give him a little extra mm. life. But I think with Zimmer, I think it just there's no creative exceptionalism with that. And so I think Kirk Cousins is good, but that's not good in 2021. It's not good enough. No, I agree. And 
this has been him for a while. He just does good enough to keep getting deals and keep, you know, he's gotten the extension. Beating Detroit, beating Chicago. You know, this year, I watched them against Cleveland's defense. He stunk. I watched them in the Arizona game. He lost. I watched them against the Cowboys defense. He's mediocre. Again, you can win eight, nine games with that. Yeah. But the boy, the top, top of the NFC, Matt, you're going to have to go up against great quarterbacks. You know, let's let's talk about this, too. We can all bang on McCarthy, but there is something to be said that the team plays their ass off with him. So you and I can roll our eyes at guys, but let's go back to last year between Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy and Dak. You know, Dak and McCarthy, for all we know, may get along really well. You tell me you're around the team. I I think it is a really good relationship. I think that I think what what McCarthy did that was smart was was understand that Kellen Moore and Dak had something that was different from most most coach player relationships. And he and he sort of let those guys because they sort of had a bond and a friendship as players first. And then he he had the trust um, of of Moore and they've really sort of grown together. And so I think the best thing you can say about McCarthy is he has thick enough skin to realize when he has a good thing going and he's not, you know, I get frustrated with some of the things he does. I mean, the special team stuff sometimes can be bizarre, but I, I like the Jones family loves this guy. He's been perfect. He's fine with Jerry taking the lead and still being out front. And I think what you're about to see is, I mean, Kellen Moore is going to have any job he wants whether that be Chicago or whatever, he's going to have five to 10, but uh, five to 10 opportunities, wherever, wherever he wants to go, he'll go. He could have a co- any of these college jobs if he wanted it. That's how I think coveted. And this was a big win for him because it proved what happens with coaches is they get connected to certain quarterbacks and yeah. Dak and Kellen have become extremely close. Um, and so there's always this kind of thought, well, is it just because he has this great quarterback? It's, I'm not saying that's fair. But I think in this case, this win, getting it done with a compromised quarterback. And if, for instance, if they had to go five to six games with Rush, they'd be very fortunate to go 500. They'd be very, right. very fortunate to do that. But they got to win on the road in a tough environment tonight. And it was big. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, Trevor Simeon got a win over Brady, outplayed him. Mike White uh, got a win over Joe Burrow. I've always said this, like when you don't know a guy's deficiencies, you know, when a guy comes in late, you haven't watched film on him. You don't know his deficiencies. So you can win games. Tebow won seven straight. You can win games with a lot of guys. Think about this on Sunday. Cooper Rush beat Kirk Cousins. Mike White beat Joe Burrow. And Trevor Simeon beat Brady. Now, if they played next week, It'd be a whole different ball game. But I don't know. I, as I watch that Cowboy game, I come back to something that if you go, even in the NBA, in the NFL, you, you do need guys to be having career years. And I think Jerry Jones can take a lot of heat, but he's always been pro player. And sticking with Randy Gregory, he to me is such a disruptive force. If he if he stays healthy and man, maintains his level of play, and Micah Parsons is terrific, and you bring back Demarcus Lawrence, this is a really really athletic front. That's how it feels to me. 
Okay, so let's look at the Cowboys schedule right now. So they are they are running away with their division. So let's look at the Cowboys schedule. So they oh god boy, they got some interesting games coming up. So they host the Broncos. I watched the Broncos. They're a mess offensively. Um and and again, another weak armed quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater who's not overly athletic, so it plays right into Dallas's front. Uh, by the way, then they get Matt Ryan at home, another weak-armed quarterback that's not athletic, plays into Dallas's front. Okay, then they go to Kansas City, but again, Kansas City's a team that can't stop the run. So you hope you know that that. Sh- but it look, I I look at your schedule and I see Teddy Bridgewater and Matt Ryan coming to Dallas. Boy, then we head into Thanksgiving weekend. Raiders at the Cowboys, Cowboys Saints, Cowboys Washington. Cowboys, Giants, boy, there's a lot of wins on this. Washington, Dallas, there's a lot of wins here. Arizona has to come to Dallas. God, I, I, I'm, I'm, what am I? I got to put the pom poms down here. What the hell's happening with me? I just, I look at this. I just look at this team and I see, I see an athletic defensive front. I see terrific playmakers on the edge. I see a head coach that kind of lets his coordinators coach. Uh, and I, by the way, I see Zeke and Tony Pollard. I get power. Yeah. I get quick. I, I, I see everything I want if I'm a fan. I, I think if I'm going to shoot holes in anything, you got to keep an eye on Tyron Smith. That that thing got away from him a little yes. bit tonight at one point. He, the game. he was in the tent. They had that Inseki over there at left tackle. Mike McCarthy is very stubborn about the offensive line. Now, he did do the inverted. Did you see those formations tonight? They had Lyle Collins and McGovern back in the backfield. So they had seven offensive line. That's another thing about this team. They're kind of fun. They're doing some weird (laughs) stuff. But what he won't do, like he'll have a guy like Lyle Collins who can play right tackle, can play either of the guard spots, and certainly has the talent to play left tackle. But Mike's kind of stubborn. And if he does, if he has a guy that hasn't been lining up at left tackle, he's been practicing this other guy at left tackle. So I, I would look for that. That One thing they need to do with Collins, if they're going to try to keep him as some kind of backup right now, and he'll be the most talented backup tackle in the game, uh, in the league right now, because he's really, really good. Um, he's just undependable. But they need to start playing him at, at left tackle. So that that's I, I think for every everything looks pretty good. They also are they're, they're you know Connor Williams is not very good. Terrence Steele on the right side's been fantastic. He, he's is been he not? Great. Yeah, yeah. I think he's I think he's good. And he got all the. Um, I mean, you love this offseason stuff. He won he won all the offseason weightlifting awards. I know you're into that. I, li- and, I yeah. like that stuff. Yeah. That's what I was like, Mosley, in the newsrooms I worked at. I would win those awards. I was the hard worker. I'd win the parking space awards. You were out there having a good time and having tequila, being the man about town. I was out there doing sit-ups, getting the parking spot for Channel 3 in Vegas. You know, I grew up Southern Baptist. I, I still I don't even know what tequila <laughs> looks like. <laughs> All right, Mosley. Great talking to you, buddy. Okay. It was, it's always fun. I'll talk to you soon. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Okay, Chad Millman, CCO Action Network. So I went three and two on my Blazing Five last week. I had Buffalo. I called the Patriots over the Chargers. And I had the Saints giving uh, Tom Brady, once again, he's their kryptonite, uh, trouble. So we had a good week. Uh, and I thought I had a great pick in the Colts over the Titans, but a left-handed pass from the end zone screwed me, and that's life, and that's Carson Wentz, and he's reckless, and he basically torpedoed the season. But nonetheless, I'm in a great mood. So let's let I mean, just uh, that left-handed pass just, and then in overtime, he made an even more regrettable throw, and I'm like, oh god, it's some of, some of these players. He's Darnold with more talent. You're just going to get one of those throws a weekend. It's just the way it is. When he goes back, because look. We, you, you were invested in the Colts. I was invested in the Colts. Loved the Colts last weekend. A couple of fluke plays there, right? The guy getting the interception, running it back, grabbing his hammy, falling to the ground. The Titans get the ball back. They drive. It's 14-14. But in that overtime, when Carson Wentz dropped back, I thought to myself, this is terrible. And as soon as he did that, it was picked. I'm like, that's it. And that was probably like, for me, one of my biggest bets of the year. It hurts so much. Like the, everything yeah. about that was lined up right. 
And uh, even more than the Vikings, which was also pretty painful. But um, you know what, Colin? You live and learn and you move on to the next week. We're professionals. That's what so, we do. I like the Ravens minus six this week. Here's why. My theory has always been well-coached, talented teams that get humiliated, especially at home, play well the next week. The Ravens got thumped by the Bengals. They've been very focused. And Minnesota, let's be honest here, I think there's a little turmoil inside this organization. Mike Zimmer, I don't know if he's long for the job. Kirk Cousins just got beat by Cooper Rush. I don't know if there's buy-in in the locker room. Uh, the Ravens now are in a dogfight for the playoffs. Pittsburgh playing better than we thought. Cincinnati just thumped them. I'm going to take the Ravens with extra time to prep to thump the Vikings square or sharp. It's, it's completely down the middle. And I don't like to equivocate on these because I like to give you a direct answer. But yeah. I have heard both sides of this and the way the number has moved has shown that it's on both sides. What's interesting about the NFL now, Colin, is that the number six has become as much of a key number as the number seven. Remember, it used to be games they'd tend to land on three, seven, and 10. Now yeah. they land on three, four, six, seven, and 10. Because of the extra point, because of the two-point conversion, those things come into play much more often. So six is where this number has been bouncing around. It was at five and a half. It went up to six. It went up to six and a half. The wise guys bet the Vikings at six and a half. They bet it down to six. Now it's back at six. And so everyone's been bouncing around. I'm with you on the Ravens. I think for all the reasons you said, the one thing that everyone says the Vikings should be able to do is defend against a running quarterback like Lamar Jackson. But this is a team that everyone keeps saying, the Vikings should do X. The Vikings should be X. And all we see them do is lose in really, really bad situations that are advantageous to them. That last second loss to the Cardinals, that last second loss to the Bengals, that loss this week to the Cowboys. Like it's, there's a pattern there where they're having a hard time figuring out who they are and closing out games on the road against a rested team that has something to prove. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I like the Packers. FanDuel has it at seven and a half at Kansas City. Nobody has seen Jordan Love. He is Bigfoot. We have grainy footage about a year ago. So Kansas City's got a bad defense and has no idea what they're getting. There could be RPO elements. Nobody knows except Green Bay. This is a very good running game. Devontae Adams is back. To me, I think you have to be fairly tentative, not aggressive. When you face Jordan Love, this is this is a wild card game. Green Bay missing 11 starters. I know they had Aaron went to the desert and pushed around Arizona. I think they went in the trenches. Seven and a half is too much. I like Green Bay. Sharper square. Sharp play right there, Colin. I think there's been an overreaction in the market to Aaron Rodgers being out. What you're seeing is basically a nine point swing in the point spread quarterbacks are always going to be worth more than anybody else. If you've got a player other than a quarterback who's worth one, one and a half points, that is a massive move. You've got quarterbacks, you're going to get Aaron Rodgers, you're going to get Tom Brady. We saw it with Russell Wilson and Geno Smith. The lines move seven to 10 points. So this is a nine point swing. Um, 
you got to take the Packers here. It's too much of a move in the market. And I think the wise guys are all going to look at this and they're going to say, I got to do it. Uh, we talked about it today in the favorites. Like you're just going to have to take the Packers. You're going to have to hold your nose, take the Packers because that's where the value is. Everybody has something that drives them crazy, right? And, you know, like I could never date a woman that was a, a chain smoker. Like it just, I can't do it. I couldn't do those smoke. Um, that's not a personality quirk. The only personality quirk with guys that is a non-starter for me is needy or high-maintenance guys. I, I can't do it. You're a grown-up. I, I I, I'm not here. Get a therapist. Like, if you have a crisis, I'm there for you. But you can't have one a week. Can we be honest about this? Aaron Rodgers is really high-maintenance. Jesus, every week it's something. So, this brings it all together. Aaron Rodgers, the year began, they said, the media asked him, are you vaccinated? He said, I'm immunized. Nobody pushed him on it. Nobody said, are you vaccinated? They just sort of let it go. To this day, is he vaccinated? Is he not vaccinated? What does it mean to be immunized? I feel like that's a singular question that got pushed under the rug because he felt like he could play everybody and nobody pushed him on it. And now we're looking at Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be out for at least one game, possibly two games, impacting his team, impacting people who bet the Packers to have the best record, impacting people who bet the Packers to go to the NFC title game. There's like major ramifications here. Oh, huge. No idea what the real story is there. Well, he will come back at the earliest on Saturday before facing the Seahawks. That's a tough ask. If they lose to Kansas City and Seattle, this is the heart of their toughest portion of their schedule. They could lose home field advantage to the Rams, Arizona, or Tampa. I mean, think, forget the momentum that has potentially been punctured. The idea that you go from playing at Lambeau in January to playing in Tampa, a warm weather team having to go, dome teams don't do well in January in Lambeau, Arizona, Los Angeles. Warm weather teams don't do well in Lambeau, Tampa. You have three warm weather teams or dome teams would have played in Lambeau. Like, are we, do we understand what happened here? It's big. This is. Yeah. It's big. By the way, Dallas, mostly a warm weather franchise, plays indoors, go up to Lambeau. Though you couldn't have picked teams outside of maybe Atlanta that would be less prepared to the weather disadvantage than they possibly were going to gain. Selfish. All right, buddy. Good seeing you. See you, brother. At the Volume Sports YouTube channel, Twitter. Instagram, rate, review, subscribe. We'll talk soon. The volume. 
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.